0: All right, you know what's been fucking pissing me off this, not this week, but just in general. What's been grinding your gears?
1: Tell me. Sorry? I said, what's been grinding
0: your gears? What's been grinding my gears? So I went to the fucking beer store the other day, and I went to Mm. buy, they had the Great Lakes Brewery Winter Ale on sale. Oh, that sounds delicious. And I really do like that beer. Now, go look on the internet, on Google Images... Look up, Great Lakes Brewery, Winter Ale, and look at the, the bottle. There's a glass bottle, and look at the design, not of the can, of specifically the glass like bottle. The, the
1: Christmas tree?
0: It's like this beautiful, high-textured blue snowy tree and it looks very nice very appealing yeah
1: very, yeah, very nice and very now
0: nice. this is the fucking can that i have right now this comic sans oh, ass blue tree fuck?
1: did you get that at the dollar store what happened this it?
0: fucking ugly <laughs> ass blue fucking dumb comic sans looking tree man i fucking hate that they did that dude, they must have been out of stock
1: and somebody just painted over it or something i have
0: no idea i thought it fucking pisses what? me off dude and you wanna know another really Did good Did you get sale? the bottle? No, I have the they only had the can for sale, so oh. I wonder if that's why. But like I I specifically buy my beer on how cool the the can is. Or the bottle. As you should. <laughs> I don't I don't do any other factor. If it's got a cool <laughs> art design on the can, I'm buying it. You're here for it. And so another beer that I really liked was um uh, Hobgoblin, oh, Hobgoblin's Hobgoblin? great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hobgoblin used to come. One, right? Yeah, the British yeah. one. Yeah. Hobgoblin's bottle and can used to have the coolest fucking logo. It was like this high detailed rendered picture of a goblin. Yeah, it was. And sick. then I remember around Christmas time a couple of years ago, they sold from that brewery. I think it's Witchwood. They sold a four pack. And they had some of the coolest fucking logos of all time. They had, like, a a pale ale. No, golden pale ale, which was a scarecrow. Look these up, dude. They're so fucking cool. Hobgoblin, Black Witch, Imperial Red. I think there's, like, the uh, Imperial Red Guard, which is, like, these high-detailed, beautiful drawings. And then if you look at the bottle now, it just looks like this fucking sim, like fucking rendered down Comic Sans simplified version of what it used to be.
1: Oh, yeah. They took all the color out of it, too. You see what
0: I mean, dude? It fucking yeah. pisses me off so much. Like, some of these are so cool, Gross. too. I honestly want to go to England to buy this beer. And I,
1: I... That that simplicity style is, like, running rampant, man. is just being reduced to, like... Just kind of like an outline or something, right? Have you yeah. noticed that? I fucking
0: hate why they're simplifying logos so much Mm. like some of it i get for the more corporate ones but like there's no excuse for like for beer and stuff like i mean i guess if they know they have a good product but that's like the main reason why i buy alcohol Mm. is how cool the fucking (laughs) logo is like if you you could have the best you could have the best beer of all time and have it in an ugly can i would never buy it even if i knew it was good i would just say fuck you not
1: buying it. Have you had uh, Bombardier? It's also like a British ale. It's uh, It's got like the, the the crest, Jack Crest. On the top of the can. You've the told British me. Crest. I've yeah. You've told me about oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Those are banging. I've never man, had it. Time. I've never had it. I keep recommending them to people. They're so good. Yeah. I've never had
0: it. It's like a amber Ale or something. Bombardier beer. I think I. I yeah. Eagle Bombardier. Is that yeah. The that's it. Yeah. I've definitely heard of it. I've never had it's it There's also
1: though. a Lancaster one, which I think is made locally. I've had, I've had the Lancaster the same, yeah. one. Okay. I've
0: definitely had the Lancaster beer. I've definitely had that Banging. one. Yeah. Bombadier ale. They might not sell it around here. I find that it depends on where you are in Canada at the yeah. LCBO. Like the it changes. The
1: LCBO is such like a gamble, man. There's the not one. a single consistent product in any Ontario. Yeah. I swear to God.
0: I find the ones around the ones around where I live is kind of more of the fucking like they have some Ontario craft beer, but they'd have like no international. So you'd like, you Mm -hmm. have maybe like the popular stuff, like you have Hobgoblin, um, and you have like the more popular tiger beer and cheetah from Thailand or India. But you'd never, and then you have all your, your course and your bud, you have like fucking six aisles of those, Mm -hmm. but you never have like the craft where I found when I lived in Belleville, The whole fucking store was craft beer and it was all like local like they had some like more like they didn't have any fucking like they it was mainly just craft beer and shit so i find it depends on where you you are
1: are. yeah waterloo is pretty good but i think it's because there's a lot of local breweries around here too like we got steam whistle yeah uh blood brothers um there's something else collective arts it's just in hamilton yeah collective arts uh you collect a lot of their stuff. I know. Well, I like some of it. You have an art fixation. I like some
0: of their cans. Some of them are fucking awful, but some of them are pretty cool.
1: Yeah. The Collective Art Sours, the Dry Hop Sours. Oh, Dude, I saw, baby.
0: I like, um, one of my favorite breweries is, I think it's called Whitewater
1: Brewery. Whitewater.
0: Whitewater yeah, Hello. I think it's Whitewater Brewery in um, Ottawa. I might be getting the name wrong.
1: Uh, White Water High Tide. White Water um, Brewing. Ottawa,
0: yeah. Brewing. They had some of the coolest can design. They have one.
1: Um. Oh, Blood Moon is White Water. Yeah, Blood Moon. Yeah, Moon's Blood
0: Moon's great. They're doing the same thing. They have a, a Beaver Tail flavored beer, and the can. I remember Ooh. last year the can was really cool, and this year it was kind of like that same simplified bullshit logo.
1: It's like what the fuck.
0: Mm bothers me man.
1: Yeah, at, at Waterloo Brewing when I worked there, uh, like we had all these cool distinct cans, like every like an IPA or a lager would have like a different little logo or on it. But now it's all just the same bore. Yeah. And then it just says IPA and the cans, just a different color, so lager is yellow, your IPA is blue, your darks black, like stuff like that. It's just a bit I eh, and you know, you know, you know what? It's just it just feels like they don't really
0: care anymore. It's just turning into mass marketing. Which is probably like Mm. I don't know if that's true or maybe it's just it's a too like how much more expensive is it to to print like a better a better logo you know
1: I don't know maybe it's like conflict with the artist they don't want to pay them uh, I'm not sure that could be could be something I have no idea like some royalties or something off of that I'm not sure but like it's definitely it feels like a big wave just. I got yeah I got their holiday
0: pack white water and usually it's packaged with um jacked rabbit IPA which is which is an espresso IPA which Mm. is like the most bitter substance known to man It literally melts your tongue off but no it's not that bitter. but it's very nice it's very very good very very good beer and it was not in the fucking holiday pack this year I was so fucking pissed off man they're being they're skimping this year.
1: You know what is to this day still one of the most upsetting, like, holiday special meals that I've had? Uh, The fucking McDonald's um, the hash brown burger. The
0: roastier, the potato roasty burger. That's it.
1: That was there for the... The one Christmas I worked there, yeah, that shit was vile, man. Nobody ordered it. I remember. So whenever we had to keep those ash browns, because at that time we didn't have all day breakfast, right? So we had to keep a few ash browns, and we just kind of like refried them like every hour. <laughs> so at the end of the day, it's like just fucking cardboard, basically, right? You're just munching yep, away at. fuck. And there's like this peanut sauce. I don't know. You've actually had I've it. Had I haven't it, had it. I've had to make
0: it. Dude, I remember it was <laughs> fucking, it was so greasy. I felt so sick after eating it. <laughs> I felt so fucking ill after eating that, I remember. The smell of the sauce made me nauseous because that shit gets just all over you in a rush. It
1: fucking sucks.
0: (laughs) Dude, wild bog is such a good is such a good sour. The cranberry sour from Whitewater.
1: I like cranberry. Dude, I gotta go to this brewery. Actually What's that? Uh Whitewater? Yeah, Whitewater Brewing Co. That would be that would be a nice visit, yeah.
0: Where the fuck is I know it's in Ottawa, but where because my,
1: girl my, the fact in Ottawa. Ottawa's big. my
0: girlfriend lives in Ottawa, so maybe I can
1: sneak down to it. Oh, a little two-for-one. You get a good date. That could be fun. There you go. I took Miranda to Steam Whistle right before uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. That was a lot of fun. Nice. Steam Whistle, like is that any good? Yeah, like it's right across from the... I don't mind Steam Whistle uh, Roger Center. It's all right. Like it's, It was weird because at the brewery, they just have their Steam Whistle lager. Like, they didn't have any other variations of it they just other domestic beer or other craft beer from other companies yeah so that was interesting but no it's not bad it's good too lager it's not bad
0: oh it's not, not bad too bad all. it's not like far into ottawa as oh. far as i thought anyways like it's not in the city it you're gonna like. convoy your way in there <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> there
1: you go. Occupying an whole city <laughs> might be worth a visit might be worth a visit that's not bad that's not bad. I've um, picked up my drinking habit ever since Holland lost to Argentina, son of a bitch. Oh, yeah, Bart's <laughs> weekly fucking <laughs> World Cup. My updates. Yeah, update. For, for those of you, for all half of you that are following along to this, um, last Friday, Holland played against Argentina. And my God, what a match. So, oh man, so just for context sake, our coach came back, Louis van Gaal. This is his very last game because he's got very aggressive prostate cancer. So Ooh. he's like 72. Like, he's a he's a bitter, bitter old man. Like, he's just hanging on by a thread. Or just sheer determination to see <laughs> Holland win. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so he's pushing for them. They didn't make the last uh, World Cup or the Euro Cup for the last because they had a shitty coach. So all of our good players, like, they just kind of retired off stage basically so we have an all new team and they got this crusty coach when we're, I'm here for it and then yeah the dream kind of fell apart I won't lie to you we were playing well but then against Argentina we were two, down 2 half or 2 nil in the first half oh, okay. but then we got a penalty right at like the 47th minute the very last kick of the game um, we get a penalty and you know how like you make the wall and everybody jumps up on the opposing team to kind of like head the ball out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the Dutchies, as beautiful as they are, they kicked it under them as they jumped up, scored and equalized, which was beautiful. And the entire second half, it was two, two went into penalties, lost Damn. by one point. And now we're out. And that son of a bitch, messy right. lying on the ground the whole time. I swear to God that, that ref was paid off, man. Okay. This is Messi's last match. So I think they're trying to get him into the world cup. I don't know. This is my me with my conspiracy theories. Yeah. But nevertheless, Friday was a sad day for me. But, you know, there's always, again, two years from now. There you go. (laughs) So we'll see. Do you know that Holland holds the record of being in the finals in the World Cup but never, ever winning? We also hold the record for most offside goals and my <laughs> reputation needs to get a little bit better. There you go. But all right. Whew, Bart there the committed Cup. I'll let you know a, next time.
0: Bart committed a Who grand wins? act of arson after yeah. the World Cup lost.
1: Yeah, he went to my neighbor's house and just set on fire. It's his team. It's his beautiful team. <laughs> the first Argentinian person I the saw. Orange, just orange <claps> boys, the orange boys. The
0: orange fellas.
1: <sighs> yeah, so that's my sadness about that. Um, <laughs> how's your week been, man? Anything good? Not bad. I was, my hands are fucking killing
0: me. We had to make like a thousand of these tiny little parts and you have to cut a very thin layer of plastic off. And if you do it too mm. thin, if you do it too thin, it doesn't work. If you do it too big, you break it. And oh. so you have to go really, really small and the way I, like it just fucking, You had to use like a razor blade, very fine piece of metal. And it was just the back of it was just pushing into my thumb. Right. So it's just so fucking sore and irritated. And my hands are so red. And I'm just very upset about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get some nice calluses. Yeah. Fucking brutal. I was like, God damn it. And you got Is it like assembling uh, little kits or uh, something? I never know what you do. I know you work in a factory and yeah, a radio shack. But I have awful. no idea what the fuck you do.
0: A little yeah. bit of everything. It's the secret. Oh, you're a handyman. Mindless ass drone work.
1: You're the, the Manchester by the Sea guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <That's you. laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. What was the fuck? Um, all right. Well, let's <laughs> let's introduce the surprise film because we didn't do that last week. Let's introduce what we're talking about, and then we'll talk oh, about recommended, right. and then we'll go into officially go into the film. Yeah, we'll stop cucking the audience. So Bart, you got to pick yes. this film, and I'll let uh, you do the honors of introducing it. Sure.
1: Thank you. Uh, so I picked 2020's The Empty Man. Uh, which is directed by David Pryor, and I became aware of this movie like a few years ago, when well obviously in twenty twenty when it came out that was right when Fox was being purchased by Disney, and it was in this weird little transition period where the trailer for the movie came out a week before the movie dropped. The movie was in theaters for a week and then never got a physical release, yeah, so it's always just kind of been and this is like there
0: this is like hidden like this isn't on disney plus this did not go to the disney plus like the stars side yeah. of disney plus in canada anyways i think it may have in europe but it was released on hulu in the u.s and then it went to crave tv in canada mm-hmm. so to watch this movie
1: is a fucking pain in the ass yeah you gotta jump to some hoops um Oh, yeah. Sorry. Like yeah. I said, it was directed by David Pryor and I've been watching Gomo de Toro's uh, Cabin of Curiosities and the third episode called The Autopsy is directed by David Pryor. Oh, that's cool. So I was like, hey, nice. That works out. What else? Is and there? I like that episode. And I've been avoiding The Empty Man because I thought it was going to be like The Bye Bye Man or Slender Man. I was and I had hoping, literally zero interest in it. <laughs> I
0: was hoping you'd have watched that Bye Bye Man thinking it was... The empty man. I was
1: expecting something like that. I
0: was really hoping you would come in and be like, "This movie <laughs> fucking sucked." What Socks. the fuck did we watch it for? And then I'd be like, "I don't think you watched the right one."
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, hmm. Well, we'll leave our uh, our impressions and such until the end. But um, yeah, that was the movie. Oh, I guess I should give a quick synopsis. Um, I don't have a written one because just like this movie just kind of came and went. And there's not, like, the synopsis on IMDb reads, uh, on a trail of a missing girl, an ex-cop comes across a secretive group attempting to summon a terrifying supernatural entity, which sounds like the most generic that could apply to, like, three movies. I think that's about what the movie is, though. Yeah? I guess so. It doesn't really go into a lot of detail. But, yeah, it's definitely, like, one of those movies that... You have to watch for yourself. It's hard to talk about because there's a lot going on. A lot of it is yeah. visual.
0: This is a fucking this. So this is so my, my. What I got from this movie is this is a fucking shot like an A twenty four indie film. It's really yeah, well shot. Huge budget, but it's acted like a B movie. The mm-hmm. acting isn't bad, but it's not. It's in this awkward area where it's good, but then it's also you can see like you get B movie vibes from it. So it's this kind of yeah. middle ground of limbo where it just is both both feels really cheesy, but then also feels like fucking high elevated art. And you are like, mm-hmm. what in the fuck is going on?
1: <laughs> yeah, because it is shot and edited beautifully. Like it's, it's very, is very well pretty shot, film yeah. to look at. I think that. Um, with the acting I think it's also a bit of a, the dialogue because there will be certain interjections that kind of feel unnatural like there's a lot of philosoph uh, philosophical exposition that needs to just kind of make it into casual conversation yeah. and I don't think they do it really well it just kind of comes up like a oh uh, this and this and this and this I heard about this okay let me give you a better example or should we get into our recommended first no I will do recommended at the end Cool, okay. <laughs> um so our lead character, uh James, is talking to his neighbor's daughter because mm-hmm. he lost his own son and his neighbor's her his neighbor's daughter, yeah, sorry, right. lost her father. So they're chatting on a bench, just kind of going on about, you know, how you how you doing, how is how is life, what are you up to? How how are you dealing with the loss and the grief? Because they're obviously both, you know, tormented by that quite a bit. And then she so just kind of tosses out a line like, oh, yeah, I've been really into like positive thinking and positive <laughs> affirmations. And then that leads into this huge like cult-like philosophical yeah
0: the cult, debacle. Yeah? The cult stuff lost me. This is a yeah. fucking two and almost two and a half hours of a movie. There is a lot I was, going on I was this expecting movie. this to be an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. And be something like, what was that Joel Edgerton movie? Let let the Right Ones <gasps> In or Don't let, let Them In. Yeah, Let Them In, or, I uh, think. Yeah, yeah. I just want to get the title right, Joel Edgerton. For sure. I thought it would be something like that. God damn it, stop fucking searching Wikipedia.
1: Joel Joel Edgerton
0: Ed I think it's Is it at Let Them In I thought it had a little bit Of a bigger title
1: Maybe Maybe it does Now Now I'm confused Let Them In Is not it That's a Paul McCartney song (laughs) It Comes at Night That's the film That's it Thank you It Comes at Night Hour and a
0: half kind of i i do recommend this film not what we're talking about but this is a very good film it's an a24 film i didn't know that Oh yeah. um it's kind of like this weird like you don't really know what it is that's coming at night and it's more of like a drama as opposed to like a creature you're afraid of it's more of like a a film that kind of the entity is is hidden in darkness for the most time but there's this great sense of like, it's always there and it's it's coming kind of deal. Mm. Not a fantastic movie, but this is what I thought and was expecting this film to be. And at the beginning, there's an opening scene in Tibet in the, in the mountains,
1: yes. which is great. It's and kind it's of... the first 20... It's like a 20-minute prologue, and it's really good. It's, it feels like a, kind of an isolated short film that someone wrote and then the next hour and a half was somebody kind of like milking that mm-hmm. into something and you Not have milk it. i shouldn't say milking it but like they really try to implement a lot of things into a pretty basic plot and it gets very convoluted yeah and it kind of takes away from the really tightly wrapped opening especially given it's super small scale because mm-hmm. this movie explodes to like a world catastrophic event kind of
0: what was cool was like that opening scene is is perfection the movie's worth watching just for that opening scene yeah. in my opinion absolutely um i really like this the scene where he's like walking towards the edge of the cliff and he just disappears yeah, just and then he, right. you see the hole and then i swear i was like oh we're gonna see him all busted up at the bottom and then you see this mm-hmm. fucking massive skeleton which is like the coolest
1: geiger thing yeah. the fucking
0: coolest like yeah hr Gar hr geiger fucking Uh, Lovecraftian skeleton with these giant ass hands and it's like god damn this is fucking cool
1: Rib cage kind of like popped out it's really really fucking like really
0: creepy but really fucking cool to look at at the same time and then you have like this really good build up they're stuck in the mountains it turns into like this kind of claustrophobic isolation film for a bit and then Mm. like it kind of is ramping up and then you get this really satisfying not really satisfying but kind of this creepy ending and then you cut back to fucking like uh Iowa or Missouri yeah
1: 23 years later
0: in um i think it's i, I think it was Missouri 2018 Missouri okay you get to this detective and you get this whole side side story and stuff and then you have like these kids are blowing on a beer bottle on a bridge
1: yeah i guess we should explain what the empty man is so it's it's a bit of a a children's story, as all creepy things are, just some folklore. Um, essentially, if you go to a bridge and you find a bottle and you blow into it and you think about the empty man, then you summon him and on the first day you hear him, on the second day you see him, and on the third day he kills you. That's kind of how it goes. So the movie kind of follows a, like a prologue follows a one, two, three day structure. Yeah. And then after the prologue, it also follows a one, two, three day structure. And then, yeah, yeah, I mean, the the film kind of revolves around that a little bit. So each day you get to find out a little bit more as the character does. And I did like that because I thought initially he was going to be like um, an ex-cop who's just really invested in these kids. But he also later goes to a bridge and blows on the bottle. And then you kind of, and he's one day behind everybody else. So everything that's already happening to them He's just one day behind it. Yeah. Which I thought was a cool concept. And I like that they kind of. And
0: then that fucking scene. They allowed us to follow. Where they're all hanging under the bridge. That was fucking creepy. Yeah. I, I didn't kids, think they'd yeah. do it, dude. I was like. <laughs> Me neither. I was like, uh, what is going to happen? And then you see them all fucking hanging. And it's like, God, that's fucking freaky.
1: <laughs> yeah, this movie doesn't really pull any punches in terms of deaths and gore, especially with, like. The most of the cast is like high school age, even some nudity, which was surprising, kind of reminded me of Carrie <laughs> um <laughs> is that the the, yeah, in like, the spa yeah in, in in the yeah with um she just go
0: tax her with a pair of scissors or something, or am I thinking of a different scene?
1: No, 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 that's it, that's it, yeah, um, all of her co- um classmates who blew on the bottle ended up killing themselves or hanging under the bridge, but she being more of an introvert, I guess went to the spa and it's chilling there and you get this actually a very nice scene where um after jim or something he's in the sauna and you see that the steam just kind of you know coming in as, as steam does yeah. and then you slowly see the empty man kind of like popping in a little bit in and through the mist and mm-hmm. the steam you like oh what the fuck and then yeah he, he grabs her by the neck pulls her up against the The wall and just stabs her in the face a few times with a pair of scissors, but then it kind of cuts and you see her holding herself up by her neck and stabbing herself in the face. So that kind of introduces a unique perspective as to how the Empty Man kills. Yeah, because like a lot of the philosophy around the Empty Man is that it's something that
0: doesn't exist unless you think about it, right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, all the whole. So what I got from the end of the film, and this is probably up for debate but mm. it's something where he was like made. Like he never yeah. existed. He was physically like brought to... This is the detective. Yeah, the detective was yeah. brought into existence by them just thinking about him. And then yeah. he's like only like, like none of the stuff that's happened to him is is alive. And then he's only like, he's the vessel for the new empty man or something.
1: Yeah, I believe so. Uh, there's this... Uh, this cult, which I alluded to earlier, called—excuse me—the um, the Pontifex Institute, and which is basically like a uh, like a law of attraction taken to a very <laughs> crazy degree. So it's basically if you think of something long enough and hard enough, it comes into existence. With, so yeah, they, they they give this like uh, formula where it's thought plus time, plus concentration, equals flesh. Yeah. So if you're thinking about it long enough and over a long enough amount of time, you can manifest something into existence. And that is who James the detective is supposed to be. So throughout his journey, we keep getting like little hints of his past which is, but it's not really his past. It's kind of like Blade Runner, where it's kind of just like imp- implanted, into, it into him, his yeah. head. Like it's something to yeah, do but with. but he's only uh, like
0: three days old. With pain and suffering, or something. It's
1: yeah. So yeah, sorry, go So ahead.
0: it's a very interesting, like philosophy. And in, in all honesty, I was a little disappointed by this ending. I was expecting this mm-hmm. like Lovecraftian creature, to be like the the world eating creature or something to happen right. at the end. And it really was just kind of a tiny, like, it didn't really have, a like, drastic consequences to everyone else, I don't think. Like, it was just kind of within the cult. Like, they were just, oh, we have a, a new yeah. god to pray to, almost, kind of. And that's kind of what disappointed me. I was expecting, like, they really fucking build this up to be this, mm. like, world-ending, like like, creature, like, divine god. And then... Mm. It's a, it's a good, it is a good payoff, but when I was watching it, I fucking built myself up and then I was like, oh, but I do like the, but, but but like looking back at the film and especially in today's lens, like with, um, there was a documentary by HBO called the slender man or something. And basically these two girls went out to the woods and killed their friend in order to become like apprentices of the slender man and they thought it was real. So I kind of like, I watched that documentary and then kind of watching through clips. I did not watch the full movie again, but watching through clips again of this film, I was reminded of that and how basically like the mind is the ultimate terror and whatever people are showing you through news or media or the internet or whatever, like through information we can kind of become our own enemies because that's kind of what those girls for, I, I, I like from the documentary, basically they were shown all this stuff on the internet and led to believe that fucking slender man was a real thing.
1: Right. So it
0: kind of has oh, this oh. really interesting idea of, is it like more so, um, is it more so like information that's, that's the mo- more terrifying entity in the situation? Right. Like, is, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example. If I don't know, if the news is telling you one thing consistently every day, obviously people are going to start to believe it and start to believe it's the real threat. And then right. everyone's going to, so that's kind of what I what I got from the film. And mm. when did this, when did they make this? 2018? 20. 2018? Or 2020? No, no, 2020. But when when, when did they start making it?
1: Oh, but I'm guessing too. Originally
0: years filmed in August 2017, okay. so I'll imagine the film was written, let's say 2015, 2016. That's way before all this fucking misinformation and all this stuff. And I think, like, I don't know, man. I I don't, It seems like I don't know. I feel like it's it's a, a bit ahead of its time, like especially in today's age. With all the misinformation and, and, and stuff like that. And I don't want to get too political, but you know, I feel like it, it was written ahead of its time and I feel like if it was released no, so just before you continue, do you think this film would have done better if it was advertised more or do you think it would have been around? Do you think it would have been more so in the public eye or do you think it would have kind of fallen into obscurity?
1: jeez i think any way you cut it this is a very difficult film to advertise and you can kind of take that from the reception of the youtube trailer that's it's kind of being bombed um and it, it kind of came out on the tail end of like you know the bye-bye man the slender man all those kinds of creepypasta movies mm-hmm. or at least in, in my remembrance i don't know if it would have been better received I'm not sure because the trailer came out, what, like a week before the movie dropped?
0: Yeah, but let's say this had a proper marketing right. Marketing strategy and this was advertised like like any movie would be, like any horror, A24 horror film would have been marketed. Right. Do you think okay. it would well, have in, been in more so like this is the best movie of the year, you have to watch this, or do you think it would have just kind of been rid the line of obscurity?
1: mm. I think that it would still kind of remain obscure because this Mm -hmm. is also like a directorial debut and it does deal with some, it's like, it's got an R rating. So it's already got some heavy subject matter there. And it's, this is my flaw with the movie. It is doing a lot of things fair, and not really doing, like they do some things well, but they pull at so many, they just try to get kind of everything into the movie, which is nice and ambitious, but again like i said hard to advertise or so even if it's advertised well mm-hmm. i think that public reception would have been either make or break because they would have gone in expecting what the trailer showed but the trailer could probably only show one or three things mm-hmm. that were going to happen right fair so
0: yeah what about you i don't know it's hard i feel i feel like it may have been kind of on the lines of midsummer or like or hereditary right. cuz hereditary was also advertised very differently from what it was but I feel like this is just kind of like like just kind of thought provoking enough to have people talk about it like this is definitely like I feel like this is this is better than it deserved better than what it got for sure
1: for sure like yeah. it only made three million dollars on a sixteen million dollar budget
0: which is fucking crazy like yeah, yeah. It definitely should have done better than that and it's a shame that fucking Fox kind of hit it it got released in like yeah like you said that awkward time when Disney was absorbing the company and yeah so it seems kind of like a fucking dick move to just be like oh yeah we're just gonna release it now when no one's really paying attention to the release schedule
1: right I I was watching uh this is a really good interview which I got through Chris Huckman thanks buddy um yes when he was still on Fox the producers were very happy with um David, David Pryor, uh, Pryor. Thank you, David. David Pryor's uh, vision, but then as soon as Disney took over, because they had put s- like a pretty significant amount of money into this, like sixteen million for basically free reign in a horror movie, which is very very unconventional. Yeah. So the producers of Disney saw the film, didn't like it, and didn't know how to market it, and they tried to cut it down to an hour and a half, and in oh, like wow. a a test showing, it was even like, more poorly received than the original, like, two-and-a-half-hour version. So they just tossed out the the 220 version and, like, okay, you know what? Just, it's out there now. (laughs) Let the people enjoy it. But, like, it got absolutely no advertising and no assistance from Disney really itself. So it it, it kind of
0: felt like... It even sounds like just on the article I'm reading that even the released film is still considered a rough edit by Pryor. So even the film is, like, so even he isn't... Proud of what the film came out as.
1: Jeez. Yeah, it it kind of feels like a little little footnote, which is unfortunate because David Pryor is a very. This movie is directed like really
0: tightly. It's really good. Very. It's very well written and very well shot and very like edit very well lit. It's got a lot of that David Fincher in there. Editing. I mean, (laughs) I honestly didn't have any issue with the editing. I mean he seems to think it was rough but I thought it I thought it was like a little long mm. and yeah like you said there's a lot going on
1: I think <laughs> especially for me after like the long opening Going back into, like, a whole setup of a movie for, like, another 20, 30 minutes yeah. really kills the pacing for me. I do. Uh, but it's fine once you kind of get
0: My that. original viewing, I didn't really like the ending a lot. But mm. thinking about it now, I do, I have changed my mind. I do think it is, re- like, worth it. Just as long as you keep your expectations not to what I was expecting, like, I think it is still a pretty good movie. And I definitely mm-hmm. recommend it for anyone that's a fan of horror and that kind of the new elevated A24-esque horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do highly recommend, recommend it to at least be seen because it definitely deserves a better fucking following than what it has. For sure. So, yeah. yeah. It's diffi- sure. It definitely feels like a film that deserves to have a conversation around it. Mm-hmm. Like, and...
1: I. I, I would like to, if it's all right, touch back on what you said about like the the media and kind of what we consume as people because I think it kind of tied into the way the deaths were orchestrated. Yeah. So the, the I think, I don't know, because the, the, even the, the head of the cult, well, I forgot well, his name, but he, he brings up and like this. Sorry. sorry,
0: so in the film, all the deaths are ruled as a suicide, right? But yeah. the detective thinks they're murders, right? Mm. So yeah. my question is, are they actually suicides? Or were they murdered? Because if maybe they believed in the empty man was going to kill them, that they ended up killing themselves kind of deal. So maybe...
1: Yeah, that, that's, is that, that's kind of exactly what you were going okay, to. Okay, yeah, sorry, I didn't bit. mean to steal no, your no no, 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 that's good, that's good. <laughs> no, all good. I was just thinking about that Nietzschean quote, like if you stare into the abyss that the cultist talks about, the abyss stares back into you. So I'm thinking if you're on that bridge and you blow into the whistle and you bring the empty man, then you kind of invite it right yeah kind of like the same if you're consuming a lot of media um if you're going down like really dark reddit threads for example i don't know like some of that is bound to leave an imprint on you yeah and then exactly what you were saying if it's all this consumption that's kind of manifests into like kind of taking our own life if, if that like because they kind of killed themselves but it, it appears like that at least if the abyss looks also back into you, mm-hmm. then the more intense you get into it, then the more intensely like that reflects back onto you. So if you invite the empty man, for example, like this very dark presence into your life, you give it one, two, three days, and it just becomes larger and more powerful. And it, it, it's... I don't know. like It just kind of consumes us in an all-consuming way where it just you kill yourself. Yeah. That's kind of the, the final... You know, like that's kind of like a consumption, I thought. So, like, you look into the abyss, it looks back, kind of swallows you up. If you don't kind of take control of it or distance yourself from it. That's kind of how, how I was looking at it, so... Okay. I
0: don't know if that made sense, but... I'm just trying to think why the kids summoned. Deborah Amanda, and their friends were encouraged by Amanda to summon the empty man, a local legend. To summon the empty man you must first find. i to it beach friends so yeah i'm just trying to th- i mean is, there's a lot to kind of dissect in this film like i could even see mm. that the empty man could be a like way of mental illness or something along yeah, those like a, lines like an right alibor. just yeah, kind exactly. of like, like depression the the eating like i like just kind of the the way i don't know i could see this going a lot of ways and that's kind of i think the the starting point of a good film and that's kind of why we mm-hmm recommend it well why i would recommend it and Mm. something funny that i saw one of the detectives detective villers actor's name is ron canada the founder of canada it's kind of a humorous name (laughs) but i don't know i thought that was kind of funny in the credits to just see can ron canada
1: (laughs) there he is oh man uh in um another actor thing This. Um, the girl who plays Amanda, Sasha, uh, Vrilova. when she's on the bridge and they're doing like the introduction to the empty man, they're blowing the whistle and she's got like that raincoat on. Yeah. She looks exactly like Will Byers from Stranger Things. Does she not with the haircut? I thought it was him originally.
0: Is Will the one with that ugly bowl cut? <laughs> yeah. The one who's crying out of the window. <laughs> with like yeah, like it it a looks thumb. Exactly. Like, like, a, like, a, like, a, like thumb. a thumb of hair.
1: Thumb having
0: <laughs> ass. Oh, all right i think that's that kind of um finishes my
1: <laughs> yeah for me too i guess we should leave some behind for people to watch and yeah. enjoy for themselves
0: so definitely a recommend from us before we finish there's a couple things i want to talk about before we wrap up uh firstly what we recommend my recommendation is the new game that got released on tuesday high on life The launch nice. games i'm really enjoying it super funny Super fun. It's like almost like Doom, but your your gun talks to you. I think it's kind of funny. Justin Roiland, you're a fan of Rick and Morty. You'll love it. Ton of fun.
1: Yes, yeah, we. I'm meaning to check it out. I heard that uh, they played the entirety of Tammy to T Rex in one yeah. of their TVs, dude. So I I got to that. Okay, <laughs> okay. I peaked my I clipped my audio there. That's yeah. Don't worry. about So it.
0: yeah, I found that and. I saw the poster for Tammy and the T-Rex and I was like, Oh, that's a cool little reference. And then the movie started playing and I was like, this isn't the whole movie, is it? And I watched like a good couple minutes of it. I'm like, okay, I'm not watching the full fucking Tammy. I'm not going to wait and find out, but I find that's fucking hilarious. I think there's other bad movies in there too. Oh yeah. I'm not sure. There's so many good references. I'm not sure though, but uh, what would you
1: recommend? Oh boy. Um, I recently started watching Yellow Jackets, only like two episodes in, which is an HBO or Crave special depending where you are. It's about a all girls soccer team who are playing in America and they have to play I think in Canada but on the way there their plane crashes and they land in the forest somewhere in Ontario. And they have to survive there for a, a series of months and they kind of resort to cannibalism I and mean, there's this whole thing. In the Ontario
0: wilderness.
1: Allegedly. Hey, allegedly. Are they? <laughs> this isn't a real story. They could have just
0: walked the highway, but... No, but it's like the Ontario wilderness is like... It's chilling. It's got a lot of like like resources and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I've never survived, c- but... <laughs> I would just, first day, I would start eating people. Over Canada, they're playing crap. Okay, so it doesn't say where in Canada, but. Doesn't, oh, I thought it
1: specified Ontario. Maybe not. Oh, I got the worst but, fucking blister yeah, on my toe right and now. looks it looks it's pretty neat though It's kind of done in the way how Carrie is written, where it just follows um, yeah, police like, reports and then future testimonies about what had happened. Okay. So it's it's a pretty neat story structure, and I'm having a lot of fun with it so, so th- far. So, 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 yeah. good. so
0: that's interesting. That could be interesting because it could be like who's lying, who's not. Yeah, exactly. So that's right? actually... Uh, maybe I'll give that a watch, actually. Yeah, so the other thing... I wanted to touch on. I've I heard of a movie called Skinamarink, and I watched mm. the trailer. And dear God, did that trailer fucking scare me! <laughs> that
1: <laughs> sent you into the I hole.
0: don't know what it is, but analog horror freaks me out mm. like a lot. And it was just something that voice in the trailer that's like in this house. And it just sends shivers up my spine thinking about it, dude. And there's really nothing. It's no jump scares, no nothing. The trailer just fucking freaked me out for some reason. Yeah. And, I mean, I can't wait to watch it. It's coming to Shudder next year, which I hate. Oh, nice. But if this comes to oh. theaters, you got to let me know because I will drive to wherever it is <laughs> playing to watch it in theaters because it feels like I'll, it's going to be. I'll
1: request it at the princess. Yeah.
0: No it just freaked me out dude It genuinely freaked mm. me out And analog horror I don't know why It personally is just so uncomfortable For me to watch I have no clue why either I feel like it's just
1: so It's like that home video style Yeah, it's so, so weird my is thought like It's so familiar and cute but then the horror It's like so uncomfortable like, but still so familiar The
0: thought was that like with the home video Was that it was almost like I mean I grew up with, with analog Like with VHS home movies And I'm sure you did as well Mm. And it just felt like it was invading my fucking memories. Like, like <laughs> everything about the home video, you know, is nostalgic to me. Like the quality, the popping, the audio, everything. And it just freaks me out when it's so, when it's done so spookily. Cause it just feels like it's yeah. fucking so personal. It's yeah. Sk- it's so re- it feels so real to you. So it fucking just freaks me out. But. So I I really do wonder if future kids, like kids born without the VHS home video, are as afraid of it as I am. I feel Mm. like not, but (laughs) you never know. That sounds good to me. I think that's going to do it for this episode of Echo Video Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see Mm -hmm. you next week. We'll see you next week.